Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast, where we take you through the ups and downs of the wonderful world of video games. We're here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube, absolutely free. However, if you want to support this independent grassroots endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital or Twitch dot tv slash dimp digital and join the community hashtag hand in pocket this week or this time just in case we don't do it weekly i'm once again joined by the resident referee it's logan he's back i am back i kind of feel like i need a new title though Mm, there's nothing wrong with resident referee but I feel like I need something with a bit more, um, what's the word? Gravitas. Panache. Is that a word? Reputation. Something enviable. No one envies being a A a referee. No, they don't. They certainly don't. Mm. Well, if and when you win some sort of competition, that that can be attached to the end of it. So it'll be the one time whatever. So The nearly man is what I should be. Well, that's true. Maybe that can be installed for the next time you're back on, which could be next week, could be another month. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Normally, we, we so last time we cycled you in for a month, then cycled Atkins in for a month. Um, but that pisshead keeps going down the fr- pubs Friday with my brother, so it, it's a concern. That's when we usually do the recording. So if he sobers himself up, he'll be back on in the hot seat, but continued pissing out the wall will be, will be costly. It'll get, they'll get bored of that soon. Well, that, uh, honestly, they'll be at each other's throats. They'll realise that... It ain't worth it. Yeah, not only are you working with them all day, you don't yeah. really want to be socialising with them as well. Um, that um, I reckon next year that'll be installed. That'll it'll be, be get out. That'll be gone. And if it's not that, mm. it'll be the energy prices that have got them. They can't be spending it on the beer. So not, yeah. a, not a problem for them. <laughs> now, the undisputed way to start a podcast is, of course, with some... News. So we're going to kick things yep. off there. Um, some say a surprise, some say unsurprisingly, but Ubisoft's Skull and Bones has been delayed by four months. So originally due is due the same week as God of War Ragnarok. So either they've absolutely chuffed it because God of War was lurking, or more likely, given it's a four-month delay, it ain't fucking ready. Um, it's been on the brink for a while, isn't it? Yeah, well, they keep they. This has been in development for nine years now. Clearly, clearly been reset at least once, probably twice. And we had that. We actually had a chat actually when they showed sort of a a showcase of it, and we're kind of like that looks a bit rough. But you know, months out, you don't know what's what build they're playing, etc. Well, clearly they're they're still struggling to to get that down. Surprising or not really. Uh, yeah, it's difficult to say. I mean, I, I, I wasn't massively impressed with what they showed. I think we've come to the conclusion it all looks a bit chaotic. Yeah. Um, 
So whether they've got near it and just gone, ah, no, we're still not quite happy with it. I mean, fair enough. I think we've all, the consensus generally is, is don't send out half-baked turt. So yeah. Yeah. that's, you know, got to stand by it. But trouble it is me to see it happen again. Well, the trouble is the half-baked turt is the, is the, the key, but they've pushed it to March. Now, typically what happens in March is there are games that come out before the end of that fiscal year and they go out by hook or by crook. So anything anything in March, I'm I'm sceptical of that it's ready. It's just get it out the door so we can get the sales on the books and then April we'll start afresh. So that's, yeah. my, that's my concern with that. Considering it's already been delayed a few times and been in development for nearly 10 years, amongst other things. So red flags, I guess is all I'd say on that. Get it out the door at some point, though. Well, yeah, otherwise it's a real money sink, isn't it? If you've been have people working on that consistently for a decade, imagine all the salaries. Mm. You think, well, what have we done here, Jeff? And they're never going to recoup that back. <laughs> no, they're not. It's like what? I would put my house on that now. It's they're damage control, isn't it? Back. Let's get yeah. something back and hope that it's, it was worthwhile. Um, I don't know how to. I don't. I haven't got a quirky name for this next one, but Scorn will now release a week earlier than planned. Kepler Interactive have announced. So it's gone from October 21st to October 14th. Cocky <laughs> is my... I like it. I like the brashes. I've never heard that before, have I? We've got delay news, and this is the opposite. This is early release news. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of a way to do it. It has happened on a, like very few occasions, but it's rare is, is the way to, to look at it. Um, but yeah, Scorn, it's in your fantasy gaming league. So... You would suspect no risk of a delay. Doesn't mean it's going to score up in the nineties, but at least you'll know you're going to get something there because I'll it, tell it, you now it's not scoring in the nineties, so <laughs> that is a guarantee. But eighties um, would be nice. Hmm. Well, no more way to say on that other than if anyone in the audience has got a good snappy name for games that are brought forward, shout and I'll use it if it's better than brought forward game news or whatever I, I come up with in the next seven. We'll never use it again. It may never happen again, but mm. you know, just in case it does, we will always be there. Last bit of housekeeping before we get into an FGO update. We talked about Cyberpunk's resurgence last week and last time we reconvened. Over that period, Cyberpunk passed the all-time Steam peak for concurrent players for The Witcher 3 which was hugely popular back in the day. So Cyberpunk mm. climbed all the way up to 104,827 concurrent players and The Witcher's all-time peak, or Witcher 3, was 103,329. So nearly two years after the launch, there's more people playing that now than what is what is seen as one of the landmark titles of the last 10 years, The Witcher mm. 3. So they're back in business. We, we mentioned it last week, but that's just another way to reinforce that they are on the rise with that. Good to see, though. Yeah. I mean, whatever game it is, no one wants shit games out, right? <laughs> like, no one wants that, whatever it is. Well, if you're a green blood or a blue blood, you don't want any of the others getting the good games, so you, you're laughing when things go wrong. I'm a brown blood. What's that? Well, can't shit. say that. Um, uh, well, no, it's a mix between blue and green, isn't it? Is it? Is, is it? that what comes out? Hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure brown, or is there red in there as well with brown? Is it mixing RGB, go I, I think you need brown. red in there. 
What's blue and green then? What does that give you? God knows. I actually don't know. No. But I, 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 I'm gunning for both. Well, technically, I'd probably say Nintendo's red. Yeah. You said what colour do you associate? So I'd say I am a brown blood because maybe blue, green, and red all together. Is there any artists um, listening and can tell us the right colour configurations? Let us know, and we'll come yeah. up with the blood colours for that. Because um, some people would say, because I've got a bit of Master Race in me. What colour is that? Yellow. I don't know. I'm just. I've seen the. Master, I've seen the Master Race gif, and it's like the guy, and it's got a yellow background. So. Don't actually know. What red, blue, green, with. yellow, potentially. I don't know. But yeah, you're right that this is good. This is this is good news, and I hate when people like. It's, I know. Well, I can understand why someone would write this off and never play it because because of what happened mm. in the release. But what I don't agree is when people still try and downplay it and like don't want to see it do well. Yeah, like, yeah, I want it, It's good that it's it's recovered. It's good. It's good that it's seemingly in a much better state. Because why again would you want a game out there that's that's in a poor state? So anyone out there who's like, oh, it doesn't deserve it. They deserve to be like, it's over. It's two years. Like, they've they've turned the ship around and got it pointing in the right direction. That's all you can ask, and it's it's picked up traction again. And more power to them, I say. Yeah, I mean. It- yeah, you know, it's never good. I always think about this in terms of Carl Walker, right? Everyone raves about Carl Walker, <laughs> Manchester City fullback. Won't be a reference that everyone appreciates, but everyone goes, "Oh, he's so good." I'm like, "Well, as soon as that pace goes and he can't recover, we'll he's see." Yeah. Like, the initial mistake can't be let go, <laughs> mm. but you still have to give them a, a, an applause for because it, it's very rare, I think, in gaming, and we discussed this before, where they actually turn it around to this point most yeah. of the time it's just like you get one chance and that's it it's blown anthem um, crapped on dead like, yeah and they've tried to resurrect that multiple times and haven't been able to do it so yeah. uh yeah fair play to uh cd cd project red it's done well yeah and look, i understand also that they deserve to have a kick in for a time when, mm. it, when it came out yeah. in such a poor state they got that though yeah you get your kick in and then you move on you don't get a kick in for your whole life unless you've you know, certain people that maybe do deserve it, but we'll keep those names out of the, the show. Um, maybe one day on a spoiler cast, we'll do a whole episode. Who deserves a kick-in for their entire life? Actually, I don't <laughs> Difficult, isn't it? Because you've got, got to forgive, apparently. Well, people don't really like doing that. No. But they say they say they, them, yeah, they, they say they're tolerant you and you're not. Yeah, <laughs> no. You're not. So, one mistake um, and you're out the door and you ain't coming back. That's yeah. generally how it goes these days. Maybe. There's no clean slate. I always said if I had my own island and I was I ran it as like a law, I'd be proper totalitarian. I'd be like, look, you follow the rule. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's not in the way you think, like control. It'd be like, if you don't use the indicators on your car, you're going to lose the car. There's, there's cameras watching you. If you don't do it once, you, it's mm. gone. Keep doing it and you end up in prison. If, <laughs> if, if you're not polite to people, you get locked up. So, so it's more around creating a culture. Yes. Yes, whilst I sit on my throne <laughs> and play video games. Anyway, FGL update. Yeah. Got some transfers that came in. The windows, as we record this, the window is still open for a number of hours. By the time the public listen to this, it'll be closed. Yeah. So we've got Salmon making an interesting choice, I feel like. <laughs> um, I'm just going to run the, the scores one more time so I can get an up-to-date look. But essentially, he had grounded in his team, locked and loaded, ready to go, transferred 
ready to, to go. That's came that's come out and hit 1.0. It's it's come out, it's got reviews. I think it's sitting on 83 now. Let me just double check that now. Where are you, Salmon? Oh, I've got rid of it, innit? But yeah, but it's anyway, scoring the mid to, to low 80s, which is good. And he subbed in Wrath of the Lich King Classic, which is the WoW expansion to the classic mode. Now this is concerning because he had he had a, a given. We knew that we knew that grounded was coming. It it seemed greedy to be going back and trying to get more. And he's based it on the fact that the previous expansion, the Burning Crusade Classic, did get an open critic page and did score. So there's history to say yes that, that this will come out and well, it will come out, but it will get reviewed by some traditional media outlets and it will get a score. Got an eighty one. So already he's lost points if it scores that. It's this classic sort of paper mistake that he made with Tunic earlier. So he's chucked points away, it's looking like. Yeah, ground is on an 84 at the moment. So Wrath of the Lich King has not only got to get a page, it's got to score, well, 90 for it to be, yeah. for it to be a worthwhile <laughs> transfer. He claimed afterwards he didn't know there was a fee on the transfers, which I've said in every, every time I post it in the group... Every time there's a five point transfer fit, it's always there, and I've told him this. It's throughout. willful ignorance. That's what it is. Yeah. he's just trying to make it easier to swallow. So yeah. he's pleading that he didn't know. Go ah. He knew. He knew. He um, But the main main concern is that the Burning Crusade, yes, has got a page, but it only got five reviews. So it was all, it was already on the brink of like not getting one. So <laughs> I don't know. I think either way, it's not going to work out the the way he intended because you know there's a. <laughs> you've got a score in the in the nineties for that to be a worthwhile endeavour. Plus it's a really good chance it doesn't even get a page, is my <laughs> my perspective. So it'll score a big fat zero. So that's a blower. I thought we couldn't get any worse this since we last reconvened, but but Adcock's been sitting there with Have a Nice Death and Starfield. Now Starfield as we know has been delayed. Have a nice death is in early access, no sign of it getting reviewed or getting a page. So we had to look at making two transfers. And I don't even know where he found these games. but he, He's had feet for a month, by the way. Yep, yeah, he's missed ample opportunities to get other games. Salmon transferred out Grounded. He could have picked up Grounded for free. Sat there on it. But no, he's gone for a game called King's Hunt, which I've never heard of in my life. I actually looked it up. It looked quite cool. It's due out late November. No real specific date on it. So that's mm. gone in for Have a Nice Death. Starfield's been binned out for Alaskan Truck Simulator. I mean, how far down do you want to go from get? I mean, again, that's not going to get a page, is it? I mean, they're not thinking this through. <laughs> when he, when you put that through, and I read the transfer, I thought, hang on a minute, <laughs> uh, what depths has he found this? Yeah, Alaskan, like not even just Euro Truck Simulator or something, it's Alaskan Truck Simulator, which means stuck in the fucking snow perpetually. <laughs> uh, it, it, I can't even take the game title seriously. I mean, I'm happy if it if that blows back in my face, yeah. but Alaskan Truck Simulator, what are we doing? I don't know. I don't know what we're doing there. I wonder whether he just was trying to like demean the competition by just transferring to him. Yeah, well, that's, I don't think he's quite got the that, but... <laughs> That was my first thought when I saw that come through. I had to ask three times if that was definitely what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. Just want to make sure you haven't put a typo in. Um, As opposed to what? Oh, I don't... Yeah, exactly. Who knows? <laughs> um, FIFA 23... On a more positive note for Adcock, FIFA 23 came out in his team. 
Mm. It started off as an 80. It slipped down to a 75. And I've just noticed that IGN have given it a 2 out of 10. Oh. Because, and this is the danger that I have I have mentioned a couple of times before. It's because they reviewed the Switch version as well. So the Switch version is awful. It's lightweight, uh. doesn't have all the features, hasn't got its own page. So they've bundled the review into the mm. mainline one, and it's got a 2 out of 10, which has <laughs> severely brought down the uh, the reviews. So. Why is that getting a review? Who's playing that and reviewing it on the Switch? Well, in all I'll tell you. Why are IGN doing that? Well, Simon Cardi has, has taken the... I guess he's dived on the grenade He's done there, that for he? attention, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> well... He's, well why would you do that? Why would you go, I'm going to review this game, but I'm going to review it on the Switch? Yeah, well... To really test it. Well, I think they've done a normal... I think they're going to do a normal review as well from someone else, but because the the version's so different, I guess you actually are more inclined to do a Switch review because you're like, don't think this is anything like PlayStation, Xbox, yeah. or PC. It's not. It's a completely and utterly bastardised version, so... Don't even bother. I find it really weird that they move some games like that to Switch because I just don't understand who would even, no. in their right mind, would go. I want to play that on here. It's, it's bizarre. If you've only got, must. if you've only got the Switch, then yes, you're. I still wouldn't it. play it. <laughs> there is a point to that that maybe you shouldn't play it at all. But anyway, that's the FGO update. If someone chucks a late transfer in, we'll pick it up. When we when we next reconvene, but as it stands, the teams are kind of set, and that's going to be it for the end of the year. That's going to decide the title. Maybe we'll have a look at the teams once they're concreted in at a later date and see. I might do a forecast where I will, in my head, think what I think the the games are going to get and share that and see if I'm close or not and break a few hearts. Like I think. Yeah, I'd I'd um, I'd I think your insight on that. In forecast, and it would be interesting to see how it plays out. Because we've always wondered how you would get on in this competition. Well, I won it two years without reply, so it was it was getting not easy. But at that point, I thought, look, it needs someone to fucking look after this as well, and they've got to be impartial. So the only way to do that is to remove myself because I will cheat. Yeah, if I'm in it, I will cheat. I'm not going to lie. I'll make sure I've won. <laughs> Someone chucked a transfer through and I hadn't thought of it. I'd be like, no, nah, sorry, I did that. And there's no other independent party that will pick up the admin. So I thought, well, I can retire mm. on a higher here, never mm. really have to be considered as anything other than the best and, and carry on and still poke fun at people. Yeah. But I'll probably be wildly inaccurate when I do my forecast. And I don't like to do it before any of the transfer windows are still potentially open because people might yeah, use yeah. it as... They shouldn't use it. They should use their own stuff. But... There you go. That's that. Let's get into the news. That's a 20-minute open. It's a bit heavy. Yeah. Mm. Google Stadia is officially shutting down. January the 18th, 2023 will be the last day in which that service runs. Google are going to refund all Stadia hardware purchases through the Google Store and games plus add-ons through the Stadia Store. Majority of these refunds will be completed by mid-January. Stadia's tech will be used in other products and industry partners. Um, Fault? Surprised? I mean... Uh, I think a little bit surprised, but also not really surprised at the same time. I mean, <clears throat> to be honest, I think it's technology that's 
in progress, but I don't think it's really the way that people are playing games at the moment through cloud streaming mm. on the whole. And it's just not really picked up traction. So at some point, they've obviously made the decision that it's like enough's enough. Right. Yeah. We've made a few quid. We can use this stuff elsewhere. Let's divert our attention, close this one down. Yeah. Um, and I guess fair play to them for uh, issuing refunds and stuff as well to go. I wasn't no, expecting I, well, that. I thought yeah. uh, normally it's like, so, sorry, you, you you adopted early and that's that's the end of it. That's kind of the, that's the risk, the risk yeah. you take. But no, that is surprising. I think the only thing they're not refunding is if you purchased or subscribed to Stadia Pro, which was mm. like a subscription type thing that gave you access to games. You know, it was a subscription. Mm. But the yeah... The, the games that you've purchased, if you bought a game, you'll get that back. And the hardware. I think I, I bought it. I bought the Founders Pack back in mm. the day because I wanted to try it. And um, the controller looked nice. So mm. I'll be getting a nice free. I'm happy in a way that it's gone. I've got that money back. Because I always felt that was a waste. Mm. Just sort of gnawed away at me for years <laughs> thinking, why did I do that? Just like careless that was. Like frivolous. Like, well, I'll get that. I'll give it a go. Probably play it for a combined three hours. So the way it goes, though, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, the three hours I've played on that were actually really good in terms of latency mm. and quality. I've played xCloud since several times. It's just, it just doesn't work well for me. So mm. the tech clearly was, uh, well, not clearly, but potentially was in, a, was in a good place. But no, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, when you ask people to pay to own a game that you can only stream. I mean, there's already question marks around digital games, isn't there? Saying, well, they shut the servers off and, you know, you don't even download it, you could lose access to it. You're then going a step further with a stream, aren't you? You're not, you haven't even got the download that you can keep and take mm. offline. It is, you know, internet access only. So for, yeah. for me, the the blower was this, this, this all or nothing in streaming, which perhaps mm. Google's only option was, unless you set up a, a new console, and the fact that they seem to want to drive revenue through traditional buying of games, which, you know, in the last five years has certainly changed with Game Pass and other subscription services as well. They mm. had their own subscription service, but I don't know how many people would be happy to sit there and say, I'll pay £50 to play Destiny on Stadia, knowing that this could happen and has happened. This is the exact thing where people probably didn't adopt this. Mm. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I must admit, I thought by now that we'd be doing everything, pretty mm. much. I didn't. I actually didn't think there'd be another generation of consoles. I thought this would be. Did you? Just the standard way. Of doing. Yeah, yeah. To a certain extent, I thought there'd always be the hard. I thought there'll always be there for the hardcore mob. But I thought internet speeds will be at a point. I mean, maybe we are still too too early for it. But when there's five G and all these sort of ridiculous speeds about. What's, do you need to have all of this? Can mm. you just literally have a monitor that's plugged into the wall, basically, that just you stream content to, whatever it might be? And we're pretty much there with TV now. Yeah. Um, Sky Glass is pretty much where it is. It's all streamed, stream TV. So it's the way that it's going. Um, I just wonder whether they'll use, to your point, it, you know, you said the tech was there. Maybe they'll sell that to the, to the PlayStations, the Microsoft, rather than, uh, you know, similar way that, uh, Amazon sell their web services, something yeah. on those lines, perhaps. Oh, Microsoft don't need. Do they got Azure? They'll be like, well, well, thank, yeah, but well, is that really going to be? You don't know. You don't know. No. Well, I wanted to transition into the future of video game streaming for a little bit. 
He kind of knocked on it there. That's interesting that you felt like... So you thought the PS4 and Xbox One was going to be the last go at it? I thought it had the potential to be, yeah. Yeah, so he's I, changed I, his words now. He's saying potential. Well, no, I, I think when I was looking at it... trying to slip out of it. When I saw the Stadia coming out and everything, and I was like, well, I can see what they're doing. Mm. I think that's... The way that things have moved to, you know more on demand like tv is definitely pretty much now moved to on demand predominantly very few people now sit down to watch things it's kind of everything that's just so recorded it's or sports whatever. or nothing isn't it really it's live yeah it's sport, there's some but... live events but yeah. the majority of everything else is consumed on demand yep. by streaming and i just thought gaming appears to be and pcs in general as well i'm surprised that there's still all these big rigs and everything that are going because i thought if you can just have everything on a cloud and access it in some way from that, then that removes the requirement pretty much for the the hardware element. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, perhaps we're not really there now, but I thought there was the potential for it to be this generation. Um, mm. I don't know. No. Maybe it will never happen. But Well, it's that thing. I mean, people have been saying for years that, there's, there'll be no more consoles and they started that chatter in like t- 2008 and, yeah. and then they say it now as though they're still correct it's like well you can we'll have electric cars one day i can keep saying that it won't be it might not be for 50 years it doesn't mean i'm right if i say it in 2010 does it like yeah. let's get closer yeah. to these predictions so just saying indefinitely something will happen mm. um but your point about the pc stuff i, I still think there's just a you know let's talk to sam and they like Messing There's around, they like configuring it. They like having the best that they feel that they can afford. They like tweaking it. There's a, it's sort of like a craft almost in building mm. it itself and then tweaking it and it being your own thing. It's sort of personalised. Mm. Um, so it's always gonna. I don't know how many people that is. That's the question, isn't it? How many people would would be happily give up the cost and the inconvenience? Mm. Although streaming doesn't come without inconvenience because there's so many variables and whether that's going to work well for you. That again. I think it's, for me, objectively, it's, I just think it's the worst way to play a game. At the moment. I don't think it's I ever, mean, it's never, yeah. it ain't ever going to yeah. be having it loaded on to this fucking console or this hard drive here. It's just, it might, maybe it'll get to close to parity, but it'll never be, surely never be better. I don't know, maybe, I, maybe I'm going to be looking silly in 30 years. Oh, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think the main thing that will drive it is consumerism or the consumer demand for tangible things. Mm. I think that's, you know, I mean, I have got, if someone said to me, you can pay 400 quid for your Series X and have it there, or you can just pay, as say Xbox was now just a an internet connection and you connected with your, your console for the internet and they went £10 a month, everything, and you can play your games, stream them, like seamlessly, like almost even if it was on a dongle, right? Like your like the Google um, uh, Chromecast yep. type thing. You plug that in the back of your TV, and there it is. Subscription. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I think you'd consider it. I wouldn't. You'd, you'd consider it. No, I, I wouldn't. If the option's still there, I ain't gonna ever choose streaming. Yeah. It's just not. A, that's for me. But I, mm. I understand what you're saying. There's probably more people that are like but what then, you're saying than what then, I'm saying. If there's more, 
why are they why would Microsoft, as an example, go through all the manufacturing cost to produce a console? Mm. Like it would get to a point where it's like, well, well, that's the concern, really, long term for all this, because it'll all be bundled under Game Pass. What you're describing there is what Game yeah. Pass will be in ten years, maybe. And yeah. that's that's the concern that they've got. They've got it right now because they have all the pillars there. They've got, you know, Series X sitting down here. They've got PC Store on there. They've got a Series S, a lower power, cheaper console out there. They've got X Cloud and they've got Game Pass. It's not you're going to be streaming it or nothing. It's it's an option. It's an addition, mm. and that's how I would like it to stay. Whether or not that will stand up to technological advances or how. Mm you know, businesses tend to operate. But I still think there's always going to be a set of people, whether they're the PC crowd or whether they're just old school console players that will want a device to play things locally. Um, that's just my view. But I, again, I don't think... There's lots of things that you don't see coming that just suddenly appear. And last generation, if you include the Switch, the PS4 and the Switch sold over 100 million units each. Phil Blewett got about 50 so he was he was lagging behind. So there's still a lot of people out there that are happy to spend 400 quid to do it. And then people go, well, the, you're missing the market. And I go, what are you talking about? And they go, well, they're mobile users. Mm. Stream it to their phone. And then they're off. But my argument is always the same. It's always the same. It's like they're not sitting there to play God of War on their phone. <laughs> they're playing a mobile. They're saying, well, look at the mobile. You go, yeah. They're playing mobile games. They're playing either Call of Duty that's been made to go mm. on mobile or Fortnite or fucking Candy Crush. They don't want to be sitting there playing God of War on it. Not, these aren't the people. They don't like God of War. They think it's sad. <laughs> but they want to play Candy Crush. So I'm not having that either. I think, I think the... You're getting annoyed now. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not... I, I'm. By the way, I'm the sort of person that likes to use cash. I like... Like I'm a traditionalist. Can't do that in, in London ways. anymore. It's taken well, away. No. So I'm all for physical things. Like I'm not advocating something that I want. But when you look at, I mean, Call of Duty now has on-demand texture streaming, hmm. right? So you can have high-definition textures pulled in real time wow. if you have that selected, and things like this. I just think at least a portion of gaming. Whether it's less powerful games, whatever it is, less demanding games. I don't know. I think, I, I think, the thing is... Who are these people? It's, it, it just feels... They're playing like Candy that's... Crush while they go to bed and that's it. My they don't want to have got Kratos fucking... Gigabytes of RAM on it. Then the Switch probably. <laughs> and the Switch. Like, it's got like 12 gig of RAM. Yeah. Like, and the power, the power in these mobile devices as well now is going to become phenomenal. That's, that's irrelevant though, because this is streaming we're talking about. In theory, oh, your bloody laptop I mean, should got, be doing it. I've got a 120 hertz refresh rate screen and things yeah, now. Yeah. They're talking to me about refresh rates know, on a mobile device. Like, it's it it it's it's strange. I mean, I'd much prefer if if there wasn't any digital and I just went and bought something. <laughs> like realistically, if it was one or the other, hmm. I'd go. I'll have physical all day long. Right. Yeah. But I can understand why there might be a. I don't know whether it's going to be a consumer demand, but from a business perspective, imagine if you don't have to build 50 million consoles. Yeah, but you sell them at profit, like Tony did. Put the prices up, there's the margin. Thank oh, you, extra cash. PlayStation ain't selling them at profit. Well, they're well, not anymore. Up the prices. Well, you like, do, maybe, so, maybe you have to do that. 
Just think how much a chip's costing at the minute with all this worldwide chaos and exchange rates and everything. Ah. All gone and dispensed with. Not a thing. All you do is an internet connection, which be, everyone has. You still have to build the server farms and the the areas with the with the tech in it. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to do as many, but you still mm. need to have that. Look, you got you talking. You you. How much energy does that cost? At least, well, at least when you ship it out to me, I'm paying it through the fucking nose and not Microsoft anymore. <laughs> anyway, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to see yeah. where it goes. I mean, there was definitely a time when people said. Well, probably PS3 and Xbox 360. They said, "Well, digital games, no one's going to be interested in that." Mm. Took a, took about a generation and a half, but now as we when we go through the, the sales, it's like seventy thirty to digital. So, yeah, you know, to say and rule it out would be foolish. But for me personally, I'm happy where it is now, where it's mostly a component of a, a overall service for convenience. Mm. But if Phil come along and said no more Xbox, it's all streaming, I probably wouldn't. I would be dissatisfied with that, but I think we're a long ways off that happening because yeah, you've, you've got to give all the old shits like me chance to catch up with it all. Sort that fucking internet out here as well for one. Get that full fibre in, otherwise we're onto a losing proposition already. What's this to? Overwatch 2. Yeah. Now, well, we'll ask new players to unlock characters over 100 matches. This is part of yeah. the first-time user experience, which they then shortened to FTUE, which is no easier to say, so I don't know why they're trying to be clever with it. Nonsense. Players new to Overwatch series will need to unlock the character roster over 100 matches in Overwatch 2. Some game modes and the ability to chat in-game will also be part of this first-time user experience. Blizzard has said that the FTUE has been designed to introduce newcomers to the game's many characters, systems, and modes in an approachable way without disadvantaging veteran players. Competitive mode will also require 50 quick play wins. FTUE will only be for players who make accounts on or after October the 4th. And also, as part of their defense matrix, they will require a phone number from players to authenticate their accounts. This seems to be an attempt to stop banned players from simply recreating a new account. They're also going to temporarily record voice chats of reported players to analyze any potential disruptive behavior. They will delete the files once they've been transcribed and the text file will remain for no longer than 30 days on their system. So that's obviously to try and stamp out silly behavior. I mean, there's a lot there, so I probably need to break this down. Um, yeah, we're on the on the cusp of Overwatch Two. It's not far away; just days away yeah. now. I don't know if that's the beta or if that's the full release. I don't even know what they're doing with this. In all honesty, they were trying to charge. I'm sure, it's a full release. Is it? Well, either way, at one point it started off as a full sequel being charged at, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Then they said, "Oh, we're doing free to play." We've heard about the battle pass. I think the first new characters locked behind that level yeah. fifty-two. So you got to max that out to get them. But let's look at this. 100 matches to unlock the characters. It's a free-to-play yeah. game now. That's what... You know, it's not a paid experience. What do you make of that? Because you're the lot, you're more of a understanding of these sort of situations. When I first read it, I was like, oh, horrible. And then I sort of thought about it, and I was like, surely other games work in a similar way, potentially, or... No? Am I just wrong? Well, it's a little bit different. So, because... 
Do you say it's skins or characters? Characters, not skins. So it's the actual. Yeah. So mercy so. might just, not unlock. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's a big yeah. difference. Because that's so gameplay changes. I just wanted to clarify character. that. Yeah. So, yeah. So because it's a hero based. He said this shooter. news was digested. I sent him the uh, the links. He said he digested I did, it. Yeah, all, but so I. I was asking it because I suddenly thought to myself, am I going to go off on a tangent? About skins. completely irrelevant (laughs) about skins, yeah. Um, But basically, because it's a hero-based shooter, clearly having all the heroes available Mm. gives you a choice of gameplay. Now, there are heroes that are more challenging than others to use. That game, Well, yeah, if they went, until you've won X amount of games or whatever, you can't unlock higher-tier characters. I'd sort of go, that's a bit shit, Mm. but I can kind of understand it. Um, I don't really understand what they're doing more broadly. I think it's it's very odd what they're up to. I get they've got to make some money out of it, right? Because it's free to play. Skins and things, fine. If you want to charge exorbitant amounts, whatever it is you're going to do, that's your prerogative. Yeah. Um, one thing I do have to, I'll not say correct you on, but add is if you buy the battle pass, you do get the new character straight away. Whereas oh, people that don't okay. yep, yep, yep. have to go through it. the battle pass to earn it. Fine. Yeah. So I think that's a slight difference. Um, but That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't really like the idea of characters being locked and having to unlock characters to be able to to play but is, the game as you want to. Is that because you are somewhat experienced in Overwatch and that you're, from your perspective, you're like, well, of course I want all the characters. And you, and you would because you've played it. Your your account exists somewhere out there. I do yeah. remember playing Overwatch 1 and just being like, what do I even choose? Because you could have access to all yeah. the characters. That, more than many games, is quite overwhelming when you start. So I kind of, I kind of get the theory behind it. I, I'm not... Mm. Not sure it's necessarily a money-making scheme because you'd make it 500 matches if you really wanted to turn the screw. But I don't mm. know. I'm just thinking if you're new into this, have not played it, not done a hero shooter perhaps before, this stops mm. you from going in and going, right, I've got to choose from one of these different classes or different characters. Like They're probably going to get one of each to start with that you can just start with. Soldier, he's always a good one because it's just point and shoot. Mm. And sort of learn the way the game works, and you can't go into to ranked play until you've done fifty. Qu- is there a is that not valid? I, I can understand Fuming. why people would be overwhelmed by it, but I I don't like the idea of not being able to. Um, so part of the hero shooter piece for me is being able to change hero throughout to change the course of the game if it's going against you, and to adjust to the other team comp as well. Mm. And I think. From my perspective, when I'm playing it, if I'm like, oh, I know who would be really useful now, so-and-so character and I can't play because it ain't bloody unlocked, that's going to feel irritating to me. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends how many characters are locked and what, why they're locked and how long for. Um, yeah. If I can't play certain characters for 50 games, it's going to become irritating. Um, You'll be all right, but- though. You're, you're laughing. You're in. You ain't got to unlock them. Why? Because, sorry, this is only for new players. Yeah, but what? So if I, oh, so it's so only if, if you're creating a new account. If you've not played Overwatch historically, right. or your account okay. hasn't been registered to play it, you will right. have to go sorry, through. You have to go through this. Whereas you will just hop in and get access to it all and be laughing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, I, yeah, I suppose I can understand that from a new player's perspective. I mean, even for players that have played it, they've done a lot of character reworks. And um, yeah, 
there might even you know from that perspective there might I don't know. I just think a game should often just go, here's the training if you want to do it. If you want to just jump in as well and try your chance, then here you go. It's interesting to see a game that wants to protect. It's almost like they're going, this is for your benefit. It's like, well, I'll be choosing what's for my benefit. And if I want to, if I don't really understand it, then I'll do the bits that you should give me to understand it rather mm. than deliberately limiting certain aspects of the game. It feels, it's just it's just a bit, of, a bit odd. I, I don't I don't know. Well, here's the interesting point Hall brought up in the chat is that he still doesn't have all the characters for Apex. They're not. They they've. I don't know if that's. I don't know how that works. No, I, I I don't know what particular relevance. Well, it's a similar thing. Is that he's played that and doesn't have access to all the the characters, and they do have specific skills. Or Valorant is yeah. yeah. So I've played Valorant. And that's a good point because you you. You don't. You have access to like two agents, and they have different styles and powers. Um, and I've never got close to unlocking them. Although now with Game Pass, mm. you can. That's part of the perks is that you unlock all the all the players there. And yeah, it's, I don't mean it's, I just it's think uncommon. Should, I just think you should give players the chance to give characters a go. I, no. I don't, and then if they don't get along with well, it, is there thirty-two of them, hundred matches? You'll be unlocking one every three matches or so. In, in which case, why even bother? Stop people being overwhelmed, mate. It might trigger them. I don't. I don't know anyone that played. I, I don't know if are they worried it's going to scare people off or or what. I don't, I don't understand this. If you don't want so many, if you don't want people to overwhelm, don't put thirty-two characters in. No. I, 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 I just don't really understand it. Like, it, give him a go. If you don't understand the character, give yeah, him a go. but if you, you go in that lo- you go in that lobby and you pick Genji, someone's gonna shit on you. Like, that's when they're gonna keep your voice record. This defense matrix. Look, it's all they're trying defense to defense matrix. I can't take that seriously. Well, look, we'll, <laughs> we'll get on to that. Com- that's the word. Competitive mode will require fifty quick play. I don't think that's a big deal. I think that's pretty sensible. That you don't want the competitive play to be full of toot. You want to at least be uh, it often going... is. Well, it often is anyway. Um, you're right. There's people at like paper who manage to get in there. So if you're in, comp- you're either good or bad. I kind of get the idea is look, you should get a grasp of the game before you're playing it competitively. Like that's not unusual to gate competitive modes behind certain. You used to be you have to be level twenty five. So that's what. Yeah. That's yeah. It was gated then, and that took a fuck up. May have even taken longer than fifty quick play wins because I never lost. Um. I mean, wins is an interesting one, though. I mean, some people could yeah. play this for fucking days. You might and get, never get a win. You might get stuck with some right old turns. Yeah. <laughs> then, you think, I don't know. If you're going to if you're going to competitive as a solo, I think you're asking for trouble. Like, it's a team based hero shooter. Get a get a clan together. Fine. Go on Reddit. Maybe not Reddit because you'll get some horrible people on there. But... Uh, I used to play competitive. Yeah, but it's not serious, is it? It's not. I mean, it's not serious. You can't serious. complain though if you lose. That's the point. Like if you lose in a fire, this is now five v five. It was six v six before, wasn't it? But if you're yeah. on there as a solo in a competitive mode and you lose, there's no complaints you can have because you, you're you're rolling the dice every time you go in that lobby. <laughs> At least if you get fucking paper there and Hall and Parky and me and whoever, it plays better. Of course, in a group. Yeah, like that. That that goes without saying. Um, but yeah, I think the 50 wins, I mean, quick play wins, to be fair, are, I think are easier to get or quicker than competitive wins because I don't yeah, think there's none quick that I... play 
it switches teams, I don't think. Well, we I, don't I know how they're doing it. They may have changed. Yeah. This is trouble. They've changed a lot. They've cut down the character mm. classes from 5v5 to... Sorry, from 6v6 to 5v5. So they're not against fucking about with it. No. Well, this defense matrix, then, are you going to be happy to hand over that mob eye and link Fine. it to you? Yeah. I'm not fussed about that particularly. I know they've well, had some, some issues with it. Lazy, but, um, Lazy Pickle have got your number, so it doesn't matter, does it, when you, when you hand it out willy-nilly? I'm getting bloody phone calls every five minutes anyway from unknown numbers and this, that and the other. Everyone's got my phone number, so I don't really care about Activision Blizzard having it. I'm pretty sure they've already got it anyway. For, yeah, yeah um, they probably have. Yes, yeah, so, because I'm pretty sure I've got two-factor enabled. So Yes, which I'm, which you should if you've got an account yeah. on anything because, I mean... It's a no-brainer. Well, it is to paper. He didn't have it and then got his Epic one hacked <laughs> and then blamed them for it. Probably put his password um, in his password as well for good measure, so... Epic taking the fall for that. Uh, but yeah, the, the the voice chat thing is a bit weird, I think, as this part of this defense matrix. I don't mm. like that's I, I get with it, like, like with like GDPR being such a big thing now. I'm surprised they're even trying to negotiate these waters because it must be a nightmare from their perspective to make sure everything is tightened up and that all the deletions are done on top. Like, <sighs> All they've done is put something in those T's and C's that everyone had agreed to when they boot the game up that basically absolves them of everything. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, I know what you mean though. They've still got certain obligations and like going through every voice file, having it transcribed and reviewing it. Yeah. And then you take out the context anyway once it's been transcribed. And yeah. then you have to go back and listen to it to see whether you took out the context. Like, to what end? Well, that's my that's my question. What are we trying to eradicate? To stop those vile incels from that's part of the game. Well, and you go online, you 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 go. It's just part of online gaming. There's trash talk. Everyone does it at some point. Like, move on from it. Like, don't be like as long as what you can't stop that. So don't bother. I've been in. That's my attitude. I've gone into party chats with people I know, and it's been vile. So yeah. God knows what it's like in these fucking public lobbies. It's better, if anything. It's probably more... Uh, more... <laughs> I won't get cancelled for that. It, some, it, of the, some of the garbage going yeah. on in there. Good Lord. If anything, it's uh, more friendly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I find that a bit odd, though. I, I, I don't know what they're thinking with that. It sounds like they're taking on more than they can chew. Yeah. Well... We'll see how this all pans out. I don't feel like it's in getting some good energy at the moment. I feel like no, it's I'm a bit worried about it. It's up against it already because why? Why are you doing two when you could just do Overwatch, the new watch, first watch? You could just Whoa. you could just call it an ex- like a you know how like Fortnite do chapters. Yeah, just do it like that. Don't say it's a full sequel because as soon as you put two on it, people are like, right, arms are crossed. This is supposed to be a sequel. Let's see how much better it is. If you just Said, look, we're going free to play. We're going to call it Overwatch, the first watch edition. Here's mm. the start of this new venture. We're making these changes. It's going to be a service-based game, etc., etc. Mm. I feel like it would have been that just put them on a really bad start. And then you've got all this stuff coming. I'm not necessarily sure whether the whole unlocking thing deserved all the headlines it got. Because, you know, there's, there are similar cases out there where... I don't even know if you can earn them. I think you have to buy them outright in some games. Like you never get to earn them. And it is a free... Yeah, a lot of people A lot of people were happy. A lot of that Overwatch community was happy with how Overwatch was structured. 
Like yeah. they liked the fact they gave their money for it. Don't know why they fucked about of it so much. And then that was that. And they got the skins, they got the events, they got everything. They don't have to worry about a battle pass, unlocking stuff, like paywalls and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I think it just seems like such an about turn from the approach from Overwatch. Well, look. And there, was, there was also a bit of a feeling like it wasn't really Overwatch 2, it was Overwatch 1.5. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that they're, they're just making a series of bad-ish decisions from a community standpoint as well, which is alienating people. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree that the hardcores are not going to necessarily gravitate towards this, and they are usually your biggest advocates. Um, and look, we this, but this is not uncommon. Halo Infinite, that's just... There's no... That's the one that... That's just why, this is why it worries me, because of how I saw Halo go. Yeah. I got excited for Halo, and I was a bit worried about that Battle Pass system, and... Mm. I think I looked on there the other day and I couldn't believe how many people were watching Halo streams. It's crazy. It's so little. Yeah. Um, I think there's more people watching Clash Royale, which is a mobile game. That's bizarre. <laughs> Who makes Clash? Is it King? Uh, no. It's not. I was going to say, Microsoft will own them soon, so they won't They won't care about that. doesn't matter. Oh, do you remember that? No. Not worth derailing for. I've just got a something that will derail it slightly hall this is not official because yeah. i've not had time to review the papers but he asked me in the chat to read it out hall is putting a transfer request for slime rancher 2 he wants that out this is out at the moment it's in early access he's obviously seen the reviews aren't necessarily coming in thick and fast and he's he wants to opt for ghostbusters spirit unleashed so just to thought i'd chuck that out there and um, I've basically confirmed by by publicising that I've basically had to confirm it. Um, is that a genuine transfer? It's in this chat. Or is he just fucking about? No, well, it's, it isn't. It's, if I if it ain't changed mine by the time I finish this, it's <laughs> it's in. So that's the end of that. Um, PlayStation just can't yeah. just can't quite shake this smell that follows them of putting their foot in it. They just can't, can they? Every fucking week or every 10 days something pops up in the news and you're like why what are you doing jim's balmy army roaring round causing problems for everyone and this is the latest headline which they which won't go down well playstation is giving its top stars members priority in customer support so for those that don't know what stars is that's the loyalty scheme that they're adding it's Free to opt in, and you earn points as you play, buy games, get earn trophies, etc. You know, it's a classic sort of thing. I'm interested to see what it's like, but it's released in Japan, and users have noticed that the level four tier, which is unlocked if you buy four full price games uh, or uh, and earning 128 rare trophies, will give players improved customer service. According to Sony. The level four tier perks includes a commemorative collection and the promise that, quote, when contacting PlayStation customer support, you'll be given priority in the chat order, end quote. What are they doing there then? I don't know. Pay to win. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's equivalent of... I don't understand. I don't know who comes up with these harebrained schemes sometimes. I must say, this might just be some weird... They're rolling it out in, in phases. This may well yeah. change before it gets 
to Western audiences. Like they may either see the feedback or be like, well, "We're never going to do that in the West because we knew we'd get crapped on." If it's that one, they should have known that people would have grasped them in as soon as that was on the internet. That was it. It doesn't matter if it's Japan; you could release it wherever you want. They'll, the internet will find it and dig it out, and someone will get you in the shit. So they've blown it if they thought yeah. they'd keep it under wraps. But just another own goal, surely. I don't. I don't understand the benefit of this. What they think they who no one cares that much about stars. Yeah. What are we getting priority it, chats for? It's bizarre, isn't it? Um, I honestly can't understand what is going through their, their head there. You, you literally, <laughs> out of all the things to say that's just going to piss people off, saying you get better customer service if you do this, is <sighs> it's never going to go down well. People aren't going to go, that's a good idea. Yeah. Like Broadly, everyone will go, that's a dumb idea. I don't want to have to work for my good customer service. I just want you to give it to me. <laughs> No, they clearly think, oh, this would be a great perk for people that are in stars. You know, we're really looking after our hardcore customers. But newsflash, most people aren't going to be your hardcore customers. So why don't you just wind your neck in there? They're fucking shit at the moment, aren't they? They really are. They're really struggling to get some uh, good PR. All they need is a God of War to come out and bomb. And that will really cap off an absolute disastrous six months or so. Won't it? <laughs> it would be disastrous for them. I mean, it won't. But um, well, who knows? You, you, yeah, you it's. Know. I just don't understand what their like marketing teams doing. Like, surely someone should be going. Mm, don't think we should do that. Anyone in PR would have seen that and gone, absolutely not. But it's like their product team are like driving it in some way yeah. like product owners whoever's the product owners are like the ones that are creating the press release how do we how do we drive engagement to people getting level four i know what we'll make customer service a better experience there we'll dangle a, dangle a fish at the end of the rod yeah we'll not be surprised if there's a u-turn on this or if they come out and say sorry we're just testing things this is a beat like they'll come mm. out of all that bollocks that they weren't seriously going to consider this it was just yeah, yeah we wanted to see what happened and i wouldn't be surprised but then again they're so fucking up their own ass i would also not be as surprised if they sat there and went well that is what it is get to level <laughs> get get, get, get to level four <laughs> it's, uh, you'll be sitting in that chat for longer than you need to be anyway usually at this point we trans- transition away to impressions of a game but yeah. given the timely nature of this particular title um, I thought rather than doing that, we will close the episode out with your thoughts on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the beta that you spent some hours playing since we last convened and chatted. So, this is how we're going to end the podcast. Big pressure for you now. Normally, you can hang your feet up, hang your fucking hat up and be off now, but this, yeah. is, this is now the main event, mm. live. Yeah. No, it's a lot of pressure. Um so, I actually wasn't going to pick this up originally because um, I ain't pre-ordering it for love nor money. You don't get pre-orders off me nowadays. Um, what if, what if PlayStation said you get an extra star level if you pre-order? That'll be the next thing. There'll be a level I'd, five. Principle, I'd go no. <laughs> I go. I ain't doing. I ain't endorsing these these hairbrained schemes as you called them. Um, so I wasn't going to do it. I was had my feet up on the Xbox. So I was like, I ain't doing it. So mm. I don't. I know roughly what I'm getting, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, and uh, you messaged me, obviously, going, "Hello, 
there's Call of Duty on PlayStation. I thought, yeah, I know apps. I know the beta's out. What you? I know it ain't gone to you've... Xbox yet. <laughs> I, 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 know, I know it's there. And then I kind of joined the dots and realised it was uh, it was you didn't need to have pre-ordered on the PlayStation. You could just jump in. It was truly an open beta. So, um, yeah, downloaded it and uh, thought I'd I'd give it a go. And um, it's uh, it's Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean, it, it uh, naturally speaking, I think when we discussed it, I think beforehand, I was like, well, it's, it is Call of Duty. So, you know, 90% of it is what you'd expect. But um, it's always interesting to see, I think, what they have changed from the previous ones. I think we spoke, mm. I think it was last time, around the difference in the development studios between Treyarch, Sledgehammer, and, um, and Infinity Ward. And it's often interesting when you play the next year's Call of Duty because it's a, never a direct follow-on from no. the previous one that you'd have played for obvious reasons because yeah. you've got three different studios working on it. No continuity. No, so you can't go, well, that was shit in the last one, so hopefully I've done something in this one. It's, it, you know, it's largely really three different games in a lot of ways. So what you're really looking at or what I'm looking at when I play Modern Warfare 2 is how has this moved on from modern warfare from 2019 and i guess that's mm, kind that's... of the benchmark for it yeah yeah no i agree with that um so and but it does make it hard to do because you know although i've been playing warzone and stuff there's been i've played a lot of black ops cold war um i've played some of the vanguard beta i've sort of dabbled in 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 all of them since um but it's it is nice to pick up Infinity right. Ward's version. <laughs> um, you know, from my perspective, they are the best at developing a Call of Duty game still. Um, mm. Not shared by the majority of the community. I think, as we've discussed before as trying well, to, the majority seem to prefer Treyarch. Trying to, trying to sell Black Ops last week, weren't you? And I've, I've seen that sentiment through, you know, different things. It's not... It ain't Sledgehammer, that's all I'll say. That's what I know no, from my... No thousand feet view i know that they're not getting the plaudits in the in the cod community i don't think they've released a good one yet so i don't know how they're clinging on to this mandate but anyway <laughs> uh so yeah it's nice to it's nice to pick up modern warfare um i i mainly jumped into ground war now the fuck that is may that? seem so ground war are like larger team games i think it's 20 he's trying to make it battlefield isn't he now, you see, this is why I like playing it. <laughs> yeah. um, because you get exposure to multiple aspects of the game um, that you otherwise wouldn't do in things like Team Deathmatch or Search and Destroyer. Um, but Ground War is, is basically like a mini battlefield. So it's controlling points and things like that. And there's um, helicopters and tanks and things in it. So it kind of gives you more exposure to different aspects of the game. And also a bit like what Warzone 2.0 might be like. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, mm. I mean, you know, initial reactions is that it's um, it's very smooth. Like, the gameplay is, is very buttery and nice. Um, I liked the gameplay experience as a whole. Um, for everyone that's obviously played Warzone and, the, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare, it feels very much the same like that. Um, Unfortunately, what annoyed me a little bit is that they still do... They didn't open everything up at once or they didn't right. open up more for you to try. So you start <clears throat> and you're stuck with those default classes and things, which is a little bit frustrating because you have to then level 
up weapons and unlock things really to be able to give them a go. So I found that a bit frustrating to be honest. It's kind of like if you if you've got a beta, just open it up. Like let let me have at it. Let me have at it. Yeah. Whereas I found myself having to try and well. I, I literally just had to switch between an M4. I think I gave a shotgun a quick go and sniping and stuff. But shotgun? it was just a bit. Well, yeah, one of the classes had a shotgun as a secondary. Ooh. So I thought I was waiting for someone to come running for a room and I absolutely blasted his head off. Taking um, a Division 2 approach. Yeah, I did. I don't often do that on Call of Duty either. But because it was there, I was like, well, I'm going to pick a Lear, so it's the best option. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it is, you know, my initial positives were that it seems like they've done something with the audio and a common complaint in modern warfare and especially warzone has been how piss poor and i'll quote some of the popular streamers saying it is by far the worst audio in a first person shooter that's out at the moment in warzone yeah like it's it's been widely criticized throughout for the footsteps and the audio just being chaotic and they've never quite got it right um but I must admit, I found it to be better, at least in the version of the beta that I played. So I played it on literally the last day it was available. Yeah. I think they'd done a few patches by then. Um, but I did find the audio good, or at least a, a, an improvement on what's in Modern Warfare, i.e. I can actually tell where the footprints are coming from. Yeah. And they seemed quite consistent. So that was uh, that was a positive um the gunplay is nice it's realistic it's pretty much everything you'd expect the one noticeable criticism i did have is and i wouldn't call it i don't really know what to call it it's like recoil um recoil like when you're looking down the barrel Mm. the recoil when you're shooting the gun is chaotic like In previous Call of Duties, you can see the recoil pattern, whether it goes up and to the left, up and to the right, or and you can try and you can adjust for the recoil pattern on the fly. Whereas this, you just can't. It's generally sort of aiming the right direction, and hopefully you're hitting what you started aiming at. Like you can't, you can't really see what you're shooting consistently through the recoil. It right. just it's like it's shaking. Yeah. The 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 better get edge shot, um, otherwise you're fucking gonna lose track of them. Well, yeah, it, it just it just needs just toning down a notch. It just felt a little bit... Try to like, encourage accuracy. Get it right. Yeah, but you just can't... Because you, it's well, so, like, chuck a grenade. Do what I did and, and I did attach just, that grenade launcher and fire that at them. Well, I'd have don't, loved to have done that. Don't even have to be that accurate, oh. then. Just get it in the ballpark. It used to, yeah, used, the to vicinity. used to really annoy people. It still does, yeah. It's there's, cheap. Still, there's still people that go around... Yeah. I mean, it's called noob tubing, but... That's what I'll do. Um, there are people that still do it. And it's a viable tactic. Yep. Um, Love it. But yeah, that, that felt a bit... Um, yeah. <laughs> that felt a bit off. So I'm hoping they change that so they actually... And I've, I found that when I played the Vanguard beta as well. Like, yeah. And I think they toned that down a little bit after a while. It just starts off like you just sort of get the gun, you see the red dot on them, and then you just hold the shoot button and do yeah. stuff and hope that it kills them like you're not actually consciously being able to see and adjust the aim as it goes through the recoil pattern that was the main thing i picked up but um i was disappointed that i couldn't try out some of the new additions i'll tell a lie i did try out one of the new additions you can you've got an inflatable um uh decoy so oh basically very metal gear the, solid yes yeah, so you can just chuck out this um 
this inflatable decoy <laughs> and it's like it looks like realistic it's not like it doesn't look ridiculously fake it looks like someone's standing there and that was quite good fun to play around with but the real thing that i wanted to try and again this is why i was frustrated by it being behind unlocks is uh i think it's called a drill um I think it's called a, like a drill grenade, but basically it's a grenade that you can throw against a wall, yeah, and it drills through the wall and explodes on the other side. So oh. the idea is, is if you know someone's tucked away in a building or whatever, and you know they're in a room and you can't get them out, you can throw your drill grenade on the side and it will go through and explode and kill them. So the idea, I guess, is to stop people camping or at least have a way of getting them out, flush there. them out, yeah. Um, and uh, I've seen a lot of videos from, from some of the streamers that have been playing this, and it looked like good fun. Um, mm. So I was a little bit disappointed I couldn't get my mitts on that. But uh, I had a go at the sniping as well, and that was all pretty solid and satisfying. Um, but yeah, on the whole, it feels like um, some good progress from uh, from Modern Warfare. Interesting. So Infinity Ward have came out, come out and said there's a few things they're going to uh, look at in terms of rebalancing and changes. Yep. So you mentioned on their footstep audio, this is a quote mm. from VGC, um, from Infinity Ward. Was more positive in beta weekend too. We've seen your continued feedback on the volume of footsteps and will continue to balance enemy slash friendly footstep audio ahead of launch. Enemy mm. visibility is something that came up throughout both weekends of our beta. While many of you remarked on the improvement in weekend two, we'll look to tweak increased enemy visibility to allow for a better visual tracking of opponents that is not solely the traditional nameplate. Disbanding lobbies are another topic we addressed during the open, during the beta. We feel this is an important feature and are actively looking for potential solutions for launch. Um, they said they're very happy with the weapon tuning changes that were made for Weekend 2, but there are going to be further changes coming there. And dropped a little note that this was the most played Call of Duty beta in Call of Duty history. Most amount of, most amount of players, most amount of hours, uh, and most amount of matches played across PS4, PS5, mm. Xbox One, Series X and S, and the PC. So... Yeah. I've been packed in that extra bit there, but do those sound like good areas to focus on? Because they've come out and said this. It's like not like they've been asked about mm. them. They've said these are the things that we've identified. Are they in line with what you'd expect, or are they glaringly missing a, a potential victory? No, I mean, I think the, the footstep piece, I think that's only very slight tuning. I mean, there, there could be an argument at times when you can just, you feel like you can hear too much. So can you hear but... you? Was, is uh, I can't understand what the people were complaining about. Is it just that you can you can't tell the difference between an enemy and a friendly footstep because they're both yeah. too loud? Yeah. Well, no. So basically, <clears throat> there's usually you'd expect it to be quieter from a teammate than yep. than an enemy. Yeah. So I guess if everything's up a bit too loud, then everything sounds a bit chaotic, and then you've got gunshots, explosions. It's kind of yeah. a bit overwhelming. So I think what they're probably thinking is tone down. There's a slightly friendly footsteps and maybe right. tone down enemies a little bit but it's a really difficult balance because a lot of people now i find it funny on call of duty because no one ever really was like into audio like audio and using footsteps wasn't really a thing that no. long ago but nowadays it's like you can't really play call of duty without a headset it's just so much of it is around audio um 
and it was as I say, Warzone's audio and consistency is just piss poor. Um, <laughs> that I think it's a really tricky one to get right, but it did feel better to me. I can sort of understand what they mean around player visibility. Mm. Um, there were some times when it was sort of like, is that a person? Is it not? But I think the main issue with the visibility is still around that that recoil element. Right. Um, I still think that makes player visibility too hard. Um, but yeah, I think that you know there wasn't any. There didn't appear to be any kind of standout like ridiculously overpowered gun or anything there was a battle rifle i think that a lot of people were using that seemed to be like a two-hit kill um which seemed quite powerful but generally speaking it felt most things felt viable um yeah it was it doesn't surprise me that it was the most played beta i think that a lot of people are definitely running onto the hype of, of warzone 2 um yeah. and people want to kind of get ahead of things for that yeah no i mean it's going to be a monster this year and People crapped on Vanguard. I feel like this is the complete opposite to Overwatch 2, where this has momentum and is trending in the right direction, whereas Overwatch 2, as we discussed earlier, trending in the in the wrong direction. So um, it's always a bit... Because I think even after the Vanguard beta, there, were, there wasn't a lot of people... I mean, I know you didn't enjoy it. You was like, this is not... I'm not enjoying this that much. So it's interesting to gauge the responses between the two... And uh, I feel like there's a difference from, you know, far away enough. This is what I was saying at the beginning about Sledgehammer. They're just not, like, you just notice the the difference in class. Yeah. I, and I, I don't mean to just continually crap on them. They might be a good studio, but they're just, Infinity Ward have been doing it for so long. And their their version of it, in my view, is just heads and shoulders above it and I think you know they're they're riding the crest of a wave Vanguard was disappointing last year Black Ops the year before um, uh, was was okay but again was a bit like meh um, and I think a lot of people are now like right okay back to this Modern Warfare one everyone like prefers that you know ride the crest of the wave into into Warzone 2 um, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why Warzone 2 is following um, so closely to this is because they're trying to use that hype I think for, for kicking off Warzone 2 yeah I mean it's all all coming very soon um, yeah we've got what have we got? we've got Modern Warfare 28th of October and yep. if you pre-order the digital version of the game you can be granted early access to its campaign on October the 20th so Surely a, a temptation for you? No, I don't. I, I don't like giving them the idea that I'm. I'm so excited that I'll pre-order a game. I will buy it outright before. You never know. It might come out and be broken. I mean, got. I say it's a less than five percent chance, but they might crap the bed mm. and it might not. Be, it might not work on day one. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it will, and I. I no doubt day one I'll be in the store buying it. But I think it. it I just don't like the idea of going letting them know that I'm. I'm queued up, ready and waiting. Keep them on their toes up until uh, release date. Yeah. And we've got Warzone, as I said, as a fast follower, November 16th. So that'll be Warzone 2 or 2.0, whatever they're going to call it. And then, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, Call of Duty Warzone Mobile launching next yeah. year. So going to be all codded out for those that want to try every little way to play it. And uh, Phil's going to inherit all this probably in the next 12 months and be like, well, wow. That's, that's nice what you set up there. I'll take the, I'll be skimming the money money off that. Lovely job. Blue. All it has to do is get rid of Sledgehammer, get rid of Treyarch, get well, Infinity Ward doing it all the time, and we're laughing. It's interesting because 
next year, the rumour is, we discussed this, that there's not going to be a franchise Call of Duty, and that will be Treyarch's year? Yeah. Yeah? Um, mm. Makes you wonder whether that... Because the reason why they've got free studios is because they do it on a three-year cycle, release a game every year. If the intention is to go every two years, do you need free studios working on it all the time? Can you cut back to two? Can mm. Sledgehammer be absorbed? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, is there a... That will surely happen otherwise you'd be waiting forever for the next infinity ward version won't you well i think Warzone's changed things Mm. i really do i think i think they might have learned from the challenges in integrating infinity ward Treyarch and sledgehammer games into one Warzone. they've gone for that cycle once now haven't they with Warzone, they've gone through the whole cycle once and then it's starting afresh basically they've gone right that was a howler yeah yeah so i wonder whether that might make them adjust their priority i wonder whether they're thinking do we need a yearly release if we've already got warzone propping it all up Mm. you know can we get maybe one working on warzone get another one working on a game try and get some synergy i I don't know it'd be interesting i i you know i would much prefer one studio one two tops and just doing sort of every a release every you know two to three years yeah but then that doesn't bring in the bucks, does it? So well, send an email to Phil. <coughs> you go, well, what's your business idea then? How's so, well, you to told me 100 things? million Game Pass members. You don't need any more after that. <laughs> Fund it all through that. Tell him to get on his aisles and start sorting it. Um, anything else on the beta that we didn't get to or wanted to mention or have you covered no, off? No, just, uh, just to say I I, I liked it. Um, you know, I think it was, it was a much different experience to what I got from Vanguard last year. Yep. Yeah, and um, excited and hopeful it does well once it's uh, here in a month's time. Excellent. Well, that's it for this edition of Idle Game Chat. One of the rare instances where we record from start to finish without a, a transition, but <clears throat> we do mm. that on occasions when when the timing is correct, and that was one of those cases here. If you've made it this far, thanks for listening and or watching us for this particular episode We'll probably be back next week, but as I, I don't like to make guarantees because you never know. You never know what's lurking out there. But um, if you're subscribed to any of our feeds, you'll automatically get notified when the next episode drops. If you go to patreon.com forward slash digital, you can join the core community, as I said at the very beginning, and you'll actually bag early access to the episode 95% of the time. So typically you'll get it on a Friday and it goes live on the public feeds on a Monday. So if you're that interested in getting idle game chat early when it's when the when the this is when the news is hot because over the weekend things can change and it's all out of date but that's unfortunately the way things work patreon.com forward slash dimp digital there if you can't do that or don't want to do it no problem we are happy to have you on board just giving up your time to listen to this babble nothing more for us to say here though other than thanks for your time and ta-da
This was a Dimp Digital production.